I'm St. Pete Sam, and that's my brother, Max Flowers, and this is Under the Influencer. A show where we sit down and have a drink with the influential people of Tampa Bay. And on today's episode, we are so excited to be joined by the very viral sensation in Tampa Bay, <laughs> Trash Colin. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. This is so awesome. Very cozy room. Oh, And a very great you. mark. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, ooh, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I love having you in because you represent so many things, not only being an influencer, but you're doing amazing things for our community and taking off as a personality all on your own. It's wild. It's really wild. Uh, also today, we're going to be uh, fighting over our favorite beaches in the area, as well as some of our favorite like hidden food spots. And is it better to go in tourism season or when the snowbirds are here? <laughs> <laughs> all that coming up next. So I want to start and dive into you. And I know this is going to feel like deja vu because I did. We did do a hot 101.5 <laughs> podcast with you, which feels like yesterday. But I want to say it was like last summer. Yeah. It was a while ago now because we did a beach cleanup together, which was awesome. I remember that was a great Gandy Beach. Oh, can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And they've since put up all those pilings at Gandy Beach to keep people from leaving quite so much trash yeah i hope it's working (laughs) (laughs) and or just parking in the water (laughs) yeah Yeah. but i want to cover again just kind of who you are and how you got started because you're viral on tiktok really for picking up trash Mm -hmm. so where did that journey start so born and raised here in uh, tampa bay i grew up in saint pete and over summer in 2019 i had this job working out at Suncoast Water Sports, renting out cabanas and jet skis to tourists. And it was always so funny to me. They would come out and they'd be like, this is my favorite place in the world. I love bringing my family here. You have the best job. You get to sit on the beach all day. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then be like, all right, peace. We're going back to Minnesota. And I would see them leave all of their trash Uh, sitting there. And in my my head, I was like, okay, if I don't pick this up, it's either going to go into the ocean or it's going to be here tomorrow when I come to work and it's just going to sit there. So... Eventually, I just started picking it up, posting it on Instagram, like on my story, like, why are people doing this? And all my friends are like, dude, this is awesome. Keep talking about this. And so from there, I kind of just kept trying different things. I was making YouTube videos for two months, didn't really like take off how I anticipated, which was fine because it wasn't like, I need to change what I'm doing. I need to change my content. I was like, I just need a way more people can see this. Mm -hmm. So then that's when TikTok came in and I think I got on there. Right before COVID hit. So once that, I already had like a little bit of momentum and then COVID hit and everybody was just on TikTok at the time. So it just started blowing up. And it's been really cool because I get to show off like my favorite parts of Tampa Bay while also being like, if you ever come, please don't do this, you know? Right. So you have done what I, so many corporations and like government institutions have tried to make cool. (laughs) And that is picking up trash is cool. Like I am so impressed with that. And it's, it just boggles my mind. Like really how, how people could just drop stuff on the, I'm that person, by the way, if I open a 
piece of gum that wrapper is in my hand for the next 48 mm-hmm. hours yeah. until I wake up the next Sweaty day. Palms. I'm like, oh, I still have this. <laughs> this is going to be really dark and I hate to say it, oh but I just thought of it. I'm not to kill the vibe, but I saw this thing once and it said every time you spit out a piece of gum, a bird dies. Oh, just instantly? <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> just falls. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they eat it. They, eat. they can't digest uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And I was a big gum person for years. Mm-hmm. And I all it takes is one thing. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah. And I could never just spit gum out anywhere ever again. Another thing now that's just going to sit in my pocket now is yeah. my chewed gum. <laughs> there you go. Just swallow it. You got to just take it for the yeah. team at that point. It's so funny that you say that, though, because I've had, I mean, I'll, I'll be transparent about this. I used to smoke cigarettes pretty often. And I always... This is so bad. I always used to think the best, the most fun part of smoking a cig was the final flick, the flick. that you have. And now, like, what I do, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is just dreadful. You can go anywhere in the world and find a cigarette butt. So after, like, and I think that's, like, a good testament to personal growth. Like, I was definitely not caring about this at first. And then once I started, like, researching it and seeing it for myself, I was like, oh, this is a real big problem. But same thing with the gum. I probably I just started swallowing it. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so you're the bird now, but you're living. That's good. That's good. I can take it better than a bird. So. Did your parents also tell you it would stay in your system yeah. for 300 years or something? Same like with that. watermelon seeds. Like I was yeah. going to grow a watermelon plant in this yeah. if I swallowed it. <laughs> The things our parents told us. We're, no wonder we all have so much trauma as adults. <laughs> the weirdest one to me was like, don't turn the light on while I'm driving. Yes. Oh like, my Dude. God. <laughs> okay. We'll be in darkness then. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cigarette butts. I, I know a lot of your videos really focus on, on the butts and it is amazing. Like just a one scoop through the sand and you've got like 20 of them in your hand, it seems like. Yeah. like Especially after the storms too, it just catches out there because a lot of them are just like, freely floating so the storm will bring it to the shore and then after like a hurricane you just go out there and it's everywhere oh it's so sad yeah. well what was the first tiktok video you made that you went viral and actually equated to followers because mm. i'm not trying to brag <laughs> but i had one video get like two million okay and I got no followers. <laughs> That's such an interesting metric, though. Beca- and I think it's because your content's consistent, mm-hmm. whereas this was like me randomly lip syncing something. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. No, I've noticed that, too. Like, if people, uh, they're more often li- likely to follow you if they're, they know what they're going to get next. So I see people that have viral, like, 17 million view videos, but it's like a one-time instance. So they're not collecting much followers off of that. But the first video, it was weird because I joined technically TikTok May 2019 before I was even making any trash videos. And it was a video, I was at a smoke shop and there was a dog at the counter. My friend was getting something, but I walked up to the counter. I was like, hey, can I like get one of these? And the dog like comes up to the counter (laughs) and then he just goes to the back. And I was like, oh, sick. (laughs) It went viral first. And then after I posted it, it went viral. And I was like, okay, I don't need to do this anymore. That was easy. And then (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Easy. Nailed it. But that was one where I wasn't collecting many followers off of. Um, But then when I started doing the trash videos, I started doing things like um, if I land this water bottle, you got to follow me, like making games. And even if I don't land it, I'll be like, ah, you guess you don't have to follow me. But then all the comments are like, I'm still following you. Uh, (laughs) you. I'm like, you got me. (laughs) But no, yeah, it's it's interesting. So there's been tons of different ways that I've tried to tease getting 
that following, but it's it's just being consistent. Yeah, really. and you got to post a lot, which I just um. I couldn't even get here on time today. How am I supposed to post on time? <laughs> hey, I go through waves of like TikTok creativity and I'll think like, this is my thing. Like for a while it was like, I'm going to do lip syncs and caftans by my pool. And okay. like, I had like maybe 10 of those. And then they started to die off and I'm like, it's too hot outside. I don't, I don't want to do then that. Now I'm going to do. Got you in trouble, right? Didn't Ooh. they? They I No. First of all. <laughs> You're so salty. I woke up one day. And my account was, it said that it was banned. I had been permanently banned. No way. And I, the, the storm of fury I woke up in that day, I came in like, of course, like this means nothing to anybody, but I was like, no, I've worked so hard on all of this. My whatever, 2000 followers I have. And, um, but I, I don't know what happened. I think somebody either saw something I said on something and just got mad and and reported me. And it took like two weeks to fully recover the the account. Whoa. That's so weird. So because they reported every video on my like, page. That sounds like an individually. Ending. That's whack. And I'm like, I'm not even like mean out there like i don't say things to people and i'm like what did i do i thought it was because you showed your nipple because you did one video that'll you did, get you yeah you did one video in the pool that was in black and white and your nipple was showing and i was like maybe that oh was my a, that God. was an offensive amount of nipple. there's half naked guys on tiktok oh. all day long I, I last year when i was doing i challenged myself to pick up trash every single day of the year and about halfway through i got banned and <gasps> i think it's because i didn't ever put my age in they would ask like what age? and i was like whatever and eventually they're like okay you're probably a minor banned me oh and i was like no i'm gonna miss a day but luckily i had like a really strong tiktok rep and she got me back within 24 hours so that's miss a day but it was stressful <laughs> that that's good because it is really opaque like mm -hmm. trying to get in touch with anybody out there. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, there's not a number you can call. Like if, if anything like that happens, like you have to email this, this random account and then just hope something happens. Mm -hmm. And then, I and then they that, don't even tell you, yeah. they just say it's up for review. And then the next like, couple days later, like your account pops back up, but then none of your videos are there. None yeah. of your followers and the people you kept you texting me like, can you go search me? <laughs> what do you see when you search me? Do you see a picture? <laughs> it is it is a wild platform. And but for people like you, like it's amazing like what you've been able to use it for. And I also now think of my days as fluffy sand days or crusty sand days <laughs> or crunchy. <laughs> I've been getting that comment about like, you should do the. Do you ever watch Bones or No the Bones? Bones or no yeah. Bones. R.I.P. Bones. Or no bones. Oh, yes. But I like now that's honestly I, th I like I I have thought to myself like today's a fluffy Sunday like <laughs> I'm gonna so lean into that you <laughs> should well we were briefly talking before we started about ASMR and how people want you to do mm -hmm. that with the sand mm -hmm. and that's kind of what it reminds me of when you like shove your hand into the sand. Like, I imagine if you put a teeny microphone in your hand, yeah. you might get some really great sounds. I was thinking about that, too. Oh and, like, God. contrasting the sand crunch with, like, a piece of plastic. And because everyone's like, make trash ASMR, too. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Crunching of plastic and me throat, like, me gagging in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I should try it, though. I've tried something similar. Um, 
if you ever watched my videos, which it sounds like you guys have, <laughs> um, I'm very loud and yelling and everything. So to not say things in the video is like hard for me. I'm like, well, how do I yell over this? I see something, I see a piece of trash. I'm like, what can I scream at this piece of trash? <laughs> <laughs> it works. You said you challenged yourself to 365 days mm -hmm. of, have you, I know we, t we probably asked you when I met you last year, but have you missed a day yet? Um, this year I kind of, I've taken, so essentially how the day series worked is every video posted one video a day, just had to make sure I picked up at least one piece of trash, threw it away. Mm -hmm. Um, but now I'll either make videos about the wastewater being dumped into John's pass, or, um, I'll duet something who somebody else is picking up trash and I'll kind of shout them out. So it's not me picking up trash every single day now, but, and sometimes I'll take like a day off. I think this morning I was like, nah, I'm sleeping in. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you got to do that for yourself. I think the fact that you made it as long as you did, which is amazing, but I mean, we you're going to burn yourself out. Anyone's going to yeah. burn themselves out with settings an unrealistic every day. I mean, we could go out totally. to my backyard right now. I'm sure there's some things we could find to <laughs> clean up back there if we don't want to miss a day. You know? <laughs> Get it all together. How's your recycling? Huh? How's your recycling here? Uh, good, That's good. Right. We we have a bin that we are very protective of back there. Lovely. Um. So because I had a I did have a neighbor neighbor controversy. Like they kept trying to steal our bin. I'm like, huh. you realize if you just call the city, you can have your own bin. Like yeah. they thought it was a shared thing, and they would just <laughs> fill it up with boxes like unbroken down. And that as a <laughs> restaurant thing for me drives me crazy. If yeah. you don't break down a box. Uh, um, <laughs> one of the easiest things to do too mm -hmm. it's so easy and it is kind of satisfying because you're like you empty it and you're like <laughs> <laughs> rip it open Hulk style <laughs> but I finally had to call on behalf of the house next door and be like I live at such and such and such I and love bitch. recycling <laughs> no I just pretended to be them oh you did no you did genius honestly well because I knew that the one that we were using was already assigned to my address and they were using it, so I just pretended to be them. And I was like, "We'd love, <laughs> we'd love a recycling." I'm gonna start doing that for my whole neighborhood. Yeah. What I didn't just, know. Oh my god, there's your new series, <laughs> pretending to be my neighbor, getting everybody in my neighborhood a recycling bin. <laughs> what I didn't know is that they would just drop it at the front door. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like and, an Amazon package. Like an Amazon package. This, and I watched from the window because I was like. Oh no. <laughs> and I saw this woman open the door and look like, what the hell is this? And she grabs it and hauls it to the back. She probably knew it she was me at that the point. Bin. <laughs> she threw the bin away. Still uses yours. I'm sure she assumes that that was malicious. Like this bitch will not stop with her unbroken down boxes. So I'm gonna give her a big old bin. Whatever, she moved out after a year. So she, the, her, the new tenants can use that. Yeah, well. some unexpected like other influencers or famous people you've met on this journey that have mm. reached out to you oh um blondish she's a a house dj <gasps> yeah and it was and it was wild because she she has this foundation bye bye plastic she's essentially trying to remove single-use plastics entirely from the music industry 
So she doesn't do shows if they have like plastic bottles or cups to. Wow. It's super cool. So she reached out and she was like, hey, I'm going to be at Ultra or yeah, Ultra Music Fest in Miami. This was last year. And so I went down with her, shot a couple videos and we did like this dance floor cleanup. And so the night before she was on stage with Diplo and I'm there and we're like, I'm like watching their set. It's like wild. I was like, how did I, I picked up one piece of trash one day and now I'm here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we did it on, on this floor cleanup with her and everything. Yeah, it was, it was a really cool time. That was probably one of the most unexpected. I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> yeah, such a, that such is so a, like, cool. Got me EDM. into house music. I yeah. love house music. And, and that's another thing, like, that, like, rave culture with all these festivals now, like, they can be very wasteful if they're not mm -hmm. done properly. Mm -hmm. um, and I know in a, a lot of them tried their best to be very organized with that. But, mm -hmm. you know, the last thing you want to see, like, I hate, go, I went to a concert back in New York, and it wasn't outdoors, thankfully, so it was controlled, but still, like, we were the last people to leave because we were hoping to see. I it was it was Fiona Apple, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, she's gonna do one more song. She's gonna do one more. <laughs> Never did. Everybody left, and there, we were up in the balcony, and you just saw like the piles of just mm -hmm. beer bottles and garbage that people just drop at concerts. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I get it, you're standing there, you don't want to. You know, oh, hold on to it. <laughs> Jeez, that's like Gasparilla, though. Gasparilla yeah. always blows my mind because the parade ends at like six, and as you're walking back to wherever you came from, uh, it's it's scary how yeah. much garbage is left behind, it's and you like just kind of wonder, like the the city does a good job, but it's so wasteful. <laughs> it's it's crazy. There was there was um I think the Fresh Kitchen right on Bayshore was doing this like bead recycling oh, yeah. initiative and so it was cool I, I walked over there i was picking up beads on the way and dropping them in this little bin that they have but when you pull up to the fresh kitchen they have this like little planter outside full of like beautiful flowers and just full of garbage <laughs> uh, like, wow that sucks <laughs> like, yeah and the beads in the water too yeah. like i wonder what the bottom i know they try to get yeah. as much out of there as possible but it's just got to be a lot of very well-dressed turtles and yeah. oh, it's like a there. real treasure chest down there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i i wanted to touch on also the um the beach cleanups mm -hmm. that you do do you do them often because mm -hmm. i i sam invited me to the to the last one which by the way when you invited me was like hey do you want to come to this beach cleanup i'm like oh yeah that sounds like fun she's like it's at nine in the morning at on candy. a saturday <laughs> at candy and by and the way was, it's at candy and, and i was like what, like <laughs> yeah that one was a hot it one was hot. it was hot and then it rained for like, like 15 minutes and then it was just humid yeah so not enough to cool it was what? just it was just, just making it worse enough to wake up all the mosquitoes yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Uh. that day though and we had just had our podcast and that day i did find a syringe on that beach uh, and you had told me that yeah. horror story you had. Yeah. Please tell it again. The worst trash you ever picked up. Oh, <gasps> this was a crazy day. So it was like 17 days into me doing this. I'm fresh, ignorant Full to the world. Hope. Yeah, just <laughs> innocent. And then, um, so I didn't have a glove. And for the first like 10 days, I was just on the beach picking up trash. And I was like using my hands. And all the comments were like, wear gloves, wear gloves. So on the 10th day, I was like, I got a glove. Um, <laughs> Look at me. So everyone's like, hey. The come up. <laughs> and so I didn't have the glove this day. And I was like, whatever. We were at Tyrone Mall in the parking lot. And I was like, let me just shoot a video real quick and we can go, go home. And 
I walk up and there's this plastic bag and and to to be dramatic, like I went to do a big swoop, <gasps> grab it, grab it, and I look in it and it's full of just bloody syringes. <gasps> oh my god! And no. I was, <laughs> I like stopped. So... I was like, what? Um, went to the hospital. They dude was like, my hand was under a microscope. He's like, I think you're good. And I was like, what do you mean you think? Like, I need to know for sure. I need a blood test. I need my DNA. It was just, luckily the way I grabbed it, I guess, was like I only grabbed the top of it. And nothing went. But I was like, who's just leaving a plastic bag of bloody syringe needles? Of in the all the trash lot? to leave. Of all like, of it. Right. If you're going to litter, just like, do the cigarette butt. Come on. <laughs> oh. Like, there's a garbage can. <laughs> when you think it's going to be this American beauty moment of this one <laughs> trash bag floating. No, it's full of syringes and you will die if you touch it. That is so Jesus. Florida. It's so scary, Florida. <laughs> Oh my god. That was god. the last time I ever picked up trash there too, so. Yeah. And it's there though. Tyrone Mall, <laughs> you know, I grew up Yeah. with some great memories there. I would spend <laughs> hours in middle school at Tyrone Mall. Mm-hmm. Just wa- walking. walking. Yeah. Going to rave, going to Trying Wetsfield. to time the like tiles when you walk. Yeah. It's like four, three, and then a tiny three. That's what <laughs> I remember. They had a movie theater in there at one point. Yeah. And oh now gosh. it's just, it's kind of sad to go there. It's like alarming to be around because I, first of all, I, I'll just see people I know working at the kiosk trying to get me those perfumes and stuff. I'm oh. like, not only do I not want to be in this <laughs> situation right now, I don't need that. But yeah, I mean, Tyrone Mall was a great, they just did this giant bouncy place thing in the park. I saw lot, that. Oh. The world's, or not biggest bounce house, but it was like a, yeah, a big old bounce Like an inflatable park, yeah. And I, they said that, I was like, hoping that would bring some life back into malls, but it, <laughs> that place is a ghost town. Yeah, right? I think eventually it will retire. Yeah, that was my first job, too. My very first job in high school was Same. at Tyrone Mall. Which 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 store? I was at Wilson's Leather. Okay. I'm sorry to my vegan friends. I don't work there anymore. <laughs> I never have. <laughs> um, it's been scrubbed from my LinkedIn. It's, I have, it's not on any of my profiles. <laughs> I was a sales associate. <laughs> um, um, and it was, uh, it was there for, I don't know a couple months in high school just whatever and it was just such a vibe back in the day like mm-hmm. everybody would spot. you if you were there you were seen at tyrone mall and tia's tex-mex oh was the spot oh you used to get so mad at me because i would go with my friends and you ha- i had to report back to you so you could take me home after work at <laughs> wilson's leather and meanwhile i'd like left the mall i'd gone to <laughs> some guy's house and like oh I'm late. That's weird. <laughs> I'm like, where are you? Oh, the mall is closed. I'm outside. I'm not happy. This is little sixteen-year-old Max I can throwing a fit. Max at the end of the mall, and me and Sammy C, my best friend at the time, just waltzing through, and he's like, Sam, and he's got purse lips, and he's like, get over here now. Like, what? I feel like it's a rite of passage to have your to work at Tyrone Mall yeah. if you're from here. It was. It was. It is a little sad when you see some of the same people still working there. (laughs) I worked at Hollister and then DSW. Oh, Oh. so you were right next door to Wilson's Leather. So you worked at Hollister. How dark is it in there? Literally (laughs) so... Um, like um, unimaginably dark that like I was texting and nobody even knew and so full of <laughs> scent like, like going in there is overwhelming <laughs> when you walk out of it you realize how bad it was when you're like oh my gosh I thought it was midnight and it's like <laughs> 6 30 and you can breathe fresh air yeah that was I only lasted a month there and I was like and then <laughs> I put on because I used to play soccer and I would get like ankle injuries a lot so I had a leftover like little boot 
And I walked in there one day. I was like, ah, I can't. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just left. <laughs> that was my last day. Oh well, at least, at least you weren't one of the, um, remember when Abercrombie just had shirtless people stand outside yeah. of it? <laughs> That's what I was for Halloween one year, me and Jacob, actually. Really? <laughs> the, sh- the shirtless Hollister models. We had the whistle. We had all and of they, it. Weren't they barefoot, I think? Yeah, they were like a mist of the time. thinnest flip-flops yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't think you could get away with that these no. days. I had a, a roommate, my friend Celeste, who used to work there, but she wasn't a sales associate. She was the in-store model, mm. which you can't ask them for something because they're not allowed to do it. Um, it's their way of saying, like, only thin, beautiful people can work here. That's how they got around that rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were hired models. They weren't. But they just stood around, like, spritzing the, the perfume on so everything. Boring. <laughs> yeah, except, like, I knew when she was coming home an hour before she was there because I could smell her arrival. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Celeste is home. Oh, my God. Now you <coughs> you kind of referenced this before we started, so I'm of course super curious. The influencers in Tampa Bay, you were mm. you were saying there's kind of like a community built now. Yeah. When did that kind of start? Who were some of the first people you connected with, and how has that been? So, so oh man, I love talking about this. I was <laughs> <laughs> I started, and you can say names or not. You don't okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. <laughs> um, but I in middle school, like I got into the creator space talking like 2009 YouTube, watching the OGs do it. Um, And then ever since then, I just kind of stayed in the space. But over probably the last five years, Tampa and St. Pete more specifically has been really farming like creators. And so we have like people like Tifu who is... um, Oh, I know Tifu's sister. Yeah. But yeah, so Tifu playing Fortnite, he started popping off around 2016, I want to say. And then... um, Jack Tenney, his brother, has always been running Juke Squad. Uh, that was one of the first people in St. Pete that I remember doing YouTube that were, were actually seeing success. And don't they have like a wild, huge house out there now? Yeah. I've seen videos on Alex's profile, but I've never been. It looks it's, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it started with, um, those are like the two that I first knew. And then um, my friend Tyrese he rapped Rap God at 1.5 the speed on TikTok went oh, viral. What? Was on World Star. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that for yeah. sure. I think I think I yeah, I wouldn't I didn't even know that there was that local connection. Wow. It's mind-blowing. And so he's he's like rapping now daily on Instagram and TikTok. And so once this started happening, me and Tyrese cuz I had known Tyrese since middle school. Um so we were like what if we had like a group of people that were all just like since we do it Da, da, da. And so we kind of came up with the, the idea of Creatorsburg. And oh, so, like, that's adorable. <laughs> so, like, we just kind of run with that idea. And then, happen chance, my brother is one of the parasail captains at St. Pete Beach. And he was on the boat, and this girl, Hallie, who just moved to St. Pete, she's been going viral on TikTok, and she wanted to do a Sun Coast parasailing day. And so my brother's like, oh, my brother makes TikToks. And so we linked up with her. And then, as time has grown, Everyone's like, well, I know somebody here too. And like, it's just kind of become this little circle. And now it's really cool. We'll do like, I think our last little event, we did like par bar mini golf. We all linked up. Oh, that's fun. And stuff. So we try to do different things. And now we're all starting to finally be like, what if we film together? 
And so uh-huh. now it's becoming more of like the content is kind of following it. But it's been interesting. It's full of different niches and different types of creators here in Tampa that it's keeps it interesting in any way. That's really neat, though, because the fact that you're all influencers and creators that people may like across the country. But when you find your people locally mm-hmm. and you're following locally, I think that makes it even more special. And Absolutely. now filming together and doing collabs on Instagram it's almost like you're sharing resources because we're all using our followings to hopefully make our livings forever. Yeah. And all you can do is continue to try and build it and, and make it more impactful. So working together to do it only makes sense. Definitely. And it's been cool too, because I don't have, I don't have to prove to be that I can be funny every day. I don't have to prove that I can act every day. I just care about something every Mm -hmm. single day. And then that's the content just comes through that. So that's been a lot of like stress and I think that's what keeps me from burning out too is I, I know what I want to talk about and how I want to talk about it and then I just throw some fluffy sand in there and yeah, <laughs> <a couple laughs> jokes. Uh, yeah that's it, it you remind me of a point that um, you know um, Alexia Gonzalez who was a guest a couple of episodes ago she she kind of made a similar point where like St. Pete's not that big yet so you know rather than thinking you're going to try to get to a hundred thousand followers and building that it's more building the community it's building this group of people that all help and support each other because it's a town that is or an area that's still relatively small comparatively i mean it's it's a growing market um so i I like to hear you say that because that's again why we wanted to start this podcast because all of a sudden just the last few years the the all of these creators are coming up and out of nowhere and we just want to get to know them. You know? I mean, I got a list of names for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> send them our way. And I also always appreciate somebody who grew up here. It's really interesting. I have, I'm very fortunate enough to not really have to rely too much on, you know, AdSense or stuff like that. But I, we're kind of trying to push the influencer marketing here in St. Pete, more so Tampa Bay. It just isn't here yet. People aren't trying to work with us or my rule though is because I'm fortunate enough to do this is anybody that is existing in the Tampa Bay radius I will do for free if you want me to talk about something if you have a cool initiative I'll come out to a cleanup just because I really that that hometown love is like Mm -hmm. I'll I'll always show it but like having more of the companies that necessarily aren't doing green initiatives or something like that to take a take a step in maybe trying some influencer marketing or seeing how well it works because I know there's a lot of creators in our group that make specific, this is what's happening in Tampa Bay this weekend or this is some cool spots that just popped up. So it's also helping tourism a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Again, Alexia told us like she now works specifically with the visit, the, the tourism yeah. board. You know, it, it, it is, it is a big thing. I mean, you look at our sister Monica when we, her entire bachelorette trip that we went on in Scottsdale was inspired by TikTok. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> every place we went, she saw on TikTok. Every yeah. restaurant we went to was on TikTok. Every trend that we had to dress up for, except for the white boots. I refused the white boots. But you just value things more when the people you love and follow also mm-hmm. love those things. Yeah, and I do absolutely. think it hasn't reached every business yet and every mm-hmm. Every corporation, they I don't think they understand the value in it. And yeah. not and like we were saying, not the followers with always a hundred thousand, but like the people who are interacting and at all these local businesses all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's been really cool too, is 
I've been going to these more. I was like a local. I was like a crab cake judge at the seafood and art <laughs> festival with the mayor and Dennis Rodman, the weatherman. I was just like, what? What is okay? But I thought that was cool <laughs> to like this. get involved locally. And then there, what was the best crab cake? It was <laughs> the crab cakes were interesting. I'm not gonna lie. But they probably try to be different. But yeah. that's not a. That's not really like a Florida thing. That was yeah. here. Yeah, was here? and they didn't tell us who made them, so we just kind of guessed. Huh. who did what but <laughs> it was it was a thing that i did so. that, that yeah. exists in time <laughs> what are what are like your most upcoming or quickest upcoming like initiatives right now like things you're working on right now that you're excited about um so earth month april is just around the corner that's what is earth day again <laughs> it's turned earth the actual day the actual day of earth day is it in april yeah it's the 24th. every day sam <laughs> every day is earth Oops. day <laughs> i actually have a shirt that says that <laughs> um but yeah it's in april and it's funny because i st it started out as like earth day and then it turned into Earth Month. And now it's like, let's just do the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> it is Earth time. <laughs> we are Earth. Earth is in its Earth era right now. I don't yeah. know if you know. <laughs> um, so I, wanna, I, I wanted to just touch on the cocktail that we made Please. today. Because Absolutely. I was very inspired by, by your visit. Well, let's go. Mac, uh, to be honest, Max texted me. And he's like, what cocktails does Colin like? And I was like. I don't know. Something beachy? There you go. You hit Margs on the head, though. That's where it's at. I always, well, it's always like, it's what I do for a living, and it's the last thing I think about when I'm do, like, doing this show. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a big part of it. Um, but I did want to highlight kind of sustainable dr drink making. Mm -hmm. um, and because it has been a movement lately, and it's something I try to do at Good Intentions where I work as much as possible in um, reducing waste behind the bar because like any kitchen or bar, you can end up with a lot of waste really quickly and you don't even realize it. You, know, you squeeze limes and toss them. You, you chop fruit and toss the stems or whatever. So I try to use everything in another way as possible. And uh, it's inspired by this group, the Trash Collective. I don't know if you've ever heard of them I in haven't. your travels. Um, it's, uh, it's a bartending community that they, they started out by doing all these pop-up bars. They were called Trash Tiki where... Every product was from some sort of food waste, ah. and they it became such a huge thing. They went to all the Spirited Awards, and they've now become this big collective. Um, so I always draw inspiration from them when I can. So I made trash margs. Yum. <laughs> um, so I infused a tequila with uh, the the tops of jalapenos, like when you chop chop the jalapenos. And uh, the stems from cilantro, mm. uh, because I always try to think like if I'm cooking and I'm cutting something and I'm going to get rid of it, I'm like, can I use this in some mm. other way? That's how I try to tell people. I'm like, just yeah. pause before you throw it away. Can you use it for something else? Can you flavor something else? Can you cook it into something else? And a easiest thing for me always is to just infuse something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, jalapenos. Tequila, done, you know, or if you have uh, basil and lemon rinds, you could throw it in gin, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I did a, I did an infusion with uh, jalapenos, 
what did I just say? Cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> Something green. <laughs> and then I made my own orange liqueur from the peels of oranges. Because the peels often also just get discarded if you cut the fruit and juice it or whatever. Yeah. Like. So if you think like, oh, if I'm just going to use the juice, I should use the peels for something and you soak them in sugar and then you can make a liqueur out of that. So anyway. No, this was so wow. cool. Like, oh. I've been just getting into food waste recently. So oh, okay, that's cool. so fascinating. And the thing that blew my mind about food waste is it makes up for more emissions than the airline industry as a whole. So, oh and, my but, God. Yeah, but yeah. people don't just like, they're just kind of like, no, don't talk about the food because we need it. Um Right, where people assume, oh, it's going to decompose somewhere, it's fine, like, but no. Yeah, and same, I mean, like, St. Pete's Landfill, we have one, and it's filling up, and they, I toured it, and they were saying, essentially, over 50% of the things that end up at the landfill can either have been composted or recycled, and so we're having to burn it for energy, which is helping the energy grid here, but burning the trash is not obviously the best way to do it, but we're doing that just to maintain space for probably the next 10 years then we have to go across the street level this whole natural like wetland to make another one that'll uh. only be around for like 15 years so that, yeah like the importance of like making sure you know how to properly discard your food or compost it um, or using it in different ways and honestly you could taste the jalapeno so yeah prominently. now it's that you so say good. it yeah mm-hmm well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, the, it's. It, it, I just think it's important, and it, and not to overbuy because that's something we do a lot too. And when in doubt, I just toss it in the garden. <laughs> it's for the raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just in Austin, Texas, for South by, and Austin has this really cool thing. They're they're like community fridges. So there's like six businesses, or restaurants, or homeowners that are just like, I'll put a fridge here, and you basically just set it up and you. There's like a little pantry around it. And if you say like a hurricane comes by and you overbuy all the food at the grocery store just to make sure you have it. And then the hurricane misses and you're like, well, now I have all this extra food. It'd be a great way to put some food and feed Tampa Bay with just like for free. Whoa. That's awesome. I've hmm. never seen. I mean, I've seen like food pantries. There's actually one on our block here, um, but I've never seen like a community fridge. I love yeah. that. So in the Tampa Bay area, known for our beaches, always ranked very high and very clean, thanks to Trash Collin. Yes. Um, what, uh, like, if you're just going to go to the beach, if you just, like, what's your favorite beach? You're just like, I'm going to the beach. Let's Having go. a beach day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me personally, I like to go a little bit past Caddy's on Sunset Beach. Mm. Yeah. Secluded. I think it's quiet. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you want to have the option to go have lunch at Caddy's, and have a cocktail at a bar you can but they're also not really going to hassle you down there if you bring your own things not mm-hmm. that it's legal in every beach <laughs> i get it but that would be my choice yeah we often i i love like sunset that's I, it's just so it's a way you, you have to make a hard left turn and drive a bit so like not everybody's gonna do that mm-hmm. that's a very local spot um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um oh, the other one i should have thought of was up beach That was the the spot when I was, I haven't been in a long time, but when I was younger, all through middle and high school, like that was the spot by the big floaty tea thing. Yep. Right in that little 
You would recognize it. The sand piling things. Yeah. yeah. I went to that Because they're spot desperately trying to keep it there. Like, isn't it always eroding <laughs> away? Yeah, it's literally what's, barely there. Like, what's the new Upham Beach? They just took the pilings out. Oh, so there's no big floating? No. Oh, I need to go back. Oh. It's cool. The, the rocks are there. The jetties are there. Um, and they put this really, I don't know if it was there earlier. when Because I, I didn't really go to Upham much as a kid. But they had this, like, really cool garden there now. Oh. Um, yeah, it's cool. Oh. I love it is a little bit of trek, but I absolutely love Fort DeSoto. Mm. Um, That's like a beach because it is it is if I was sailing and washed away and <laughs> came upon the land of Florida, I imagine this is most likely what it would yeah. look like. Yeah. Oh, and lots of raccoons. Yes, you're greeted by a family of raccoons that know how to open your cooler immediately. Yes. Um, and take your drink out of your hand. They will take a Dorito. <laughs> They will eat Doritos out of a bag like a human. Yeah. I've seen it. In front of you and laugh at you while they're doing it. Yeah. But it is a lot of fun. It's a beautiful beach. Well, I love it because it, it, it's a very natural beach because it's a, it's a state park, national mm-hmm. park. It is in some way designated so that there's no buildings of any kind. It's a park. So it's like not, not hotels, not restaurants, mm-hmm. but it's just like pine needles and sharp things to step on. Um, but it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And one of the only really big dog beaches where you can and let a dog, a dog beach. off leash. And apparently the only nude beach. Unofficially. Huh. <laughs> Unofficially. Wait, is that a certain portion of the beach? Yeah, it's like right yeah. across from the Skyway. Hmm, I haven't seen that. Never been there. Never been. Never been. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there there is a portion that it's just huh. kind of accepted. I don't know yeah. that it has any actual laws around it, but it is just that's what we do there. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna do it, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's a beach, pick that one. It's pretty but hard also, to get to. I love because there's so many other little things you can do. Like if you're really feeling it, like you can take like we have the kayaks. Like we hold the family kayaks. You can launch from Fort DeSoto and you can go out to like Shell Key, mm-hmm. and that is. Beautiful. You just go through the mangroves, and if you're not too tired, you can, from all that rowing, you can sit on the beach and enjoy it. And you can camp there. I've camped there before. Yeah. You can. I got kicked out of that campsite in high school. I forgot about that. <laughs> what happened again? So, first of all, we were wrongly accused. I will say, <laughs> wrongly accused of underage drinking. I would never <laughs> do anything of the sort. Um, we had a little group in high school. We all went out, uh, we wanted to do a camping trip. Oh, it was maybe like eight, 10 of us and a couple tents. And we were mostly just vibing and having a good time. <laughs> vibing, you know, sat there. I don't know. What do you do in high school when you camp? I, we were just sitting there talking and most of us were theater kids too. So we were eccentric. <laughs> um somebody brought like Smirnoff ices and Bacardi Silvers and and then that like that that one kid brought like a bottle of Jack Daniels because <gasps> wanted to be somebody, you know. Like that's the choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there was okay, there was some drinking, but we were very careful. Um we did not leave any evidence. Not only did we wrap it all up, we put it away in a garbage can in the bathroom, like way down the way. Nice. Go to bed in the tent. We're all scrunched up in this tent. It had started raining. And I wake up to the flashlight on the tent. And I hear, yep, yeah, copy that. There's definitely underage drinking involved here. And I was like, this is it. This is it. I am going to jail. I am arrested. And 
the cop opens our tent and my friend Tracy leans up in the doorway and he's like, are you drinking? And again, theater kids, quivering lip. No, no, officer. No, we're, we're just so cold. We're just trying to sleep. I'm sorry. We didn't do anything wrong. I promise. I promise. This performance of a lifetime. And he's like, all right, you got to be out at sunrise. Let us sleep for like another hour. And then we had to like clear up. And we all went to the village inn after that and stared at each other eating like pancakes. Like this was so much fun. So fun. I've had that moment camping we were, so many times. We were banned from the <laughs> Fort DeSoto campground for, I don't know. I've never been back actually. still on a list. There's I I might still be. a list. No, that's funny when you're camping that moment of like, is this actually as fun as yeah. we thought it was going to be? Because you're either cold or you can't sleep. That was me in the Everglades. I was in a yurt and it was oh. just like what? straight mosquitoes. And probably every two minutes you just heard, Burr. and it was probably 10 steps away from you. Just a crocodile or <gasps> whatever. How, wait, how did you end up in a yurt in the Everglades? Was this like a brand trip? Like, uh, he built it out of garbage, Sam. <laughs> Recycled yurt. Um, my friend was like, dude, we got to do an Everglades, Everglades trip. And I was like, hell yeah. And so then he, um, he was like sending me a bunch of different places. And the closest one, because I was like, I don't feel like driving across to Miami to go back in. So we were just like, okay, there's one on the, for, uh, the Naples side. And got there, literally just a yurt with like a screen door. Do you find the, this on Airbnb? It was like, like yurts.com? It, it was, <laughs> I think it was Airbnb actually, yeah. And it was just there. And we were the only two in the park. It was like out of season. People are like, nobody comes in the middle of the summer like this. So <laughs> I was like, great, here we are. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a fun time. Lasted one night and I was like, I'm going back home. Oh, that sounds See, like, sticky. When I lived up oh. in New York, like I loved camping up there. You're on, you go to a mountain. There's these like, yeah. vistas and lakes and views and things. I'm like, Florida camping. I'm like, oh, there's a great view of this creek with 80 things that could kill me. In it. Like, <laughs> and you got to go when it's cool. You, you really can't go in the summertime. Yeah. <laughs> Even you're sweating at night. And yeah. that's how you know, like. And then you're not sleeping. It's impossible. Yeah. No, I, I'm waiting for that host of River Monsters to come over, like, and film his show while I'm there. Like, <laughs> he apparently retired because he caught all the River Monsters. Oh well, great. Yeah, he's oh, good. You're good. Good, good for us. Love that for us. He's done. Yeah. He, no more. You mean his producers stopped inventing them? <laughs> so, so tell us, what's your beach? Yeah, what's your beach? My beach. I'm a little biased. Um, it's probably a tie between Reddington Beach. Probably the softest sand in the game. And then I love Indian Rocks. It's like a little, still holding on to that little sleepy town vibe as it, much yeah, as it can. Yeah. That's true. And it, can you, if you don't live up that area, you can still go there, right? Yeah. like Dude, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Living on Reddington is the best because it's not popular enough for like tourism. And it's really just residential. So it's a bunch of retired people who are back home by 430 and so the beach is really empty on, I'd probably say from the end of Madeira, from each Smuggler's Cove mm. mini golf course is <laughs> the most sleepiest part of the beach. Love Smuggler's Cove. Don't even get me started. Oh my God. That's my spot. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. Unlocked. <laughs> and isn't, I don't know if it's, I don't know about Reddington, but I know Madeira is one of the last beaches you actually legally can bring your own yeah. alcohol to. 
Oh, does that extend up to Reddington? Or is that a considered its own? Yeah, Reddington's considered its own part, but like there's really only one part of the beach that people publicly go to and the rest are like hotels. So mm. there's nobody's really, really looking. Patrolling out there is low. Yeah, nobody's doing anything. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, you were the guy in the little hut? Yeah. Oh my god. Just rent it like people like you want a chair or I drill in the umbrellas for them and stuff, but yeah, peak season, some of the most Wild. the wildest things. And and right as I was starting cuz at the end of me working there was like the start of trash calling and there was this one group of dudes that just jumped like joined this girl who was alone trashed her cabana and we were closing up at the end of it i was like y'all gotta clean this up before i leave and they just wouldn't so i kept going over there and i was like clean this up before i leave because i would have done it if i had to but i was not i was Principal. trying to make a point yeah. yeah and so they're finally like all right bro i got you i got you and i started i was i felt like a mom i was like just watching them like yeah pick up your trash that's right <laughs> well you mentioned earlier tourism seasons mm-hmm. and i think oh, i just yeah, yeah, i just yeah, find yeah. it interesting because i don't think about it probably as much as you think about mm-hmm. it Tourism season versus snowbird season. Mm-hmm. What are the different seasons? So snowbird season is from, I believe, October 1st to April 1st. Essentially, if you get six months and one day of residency, you get that no state income tax. So they'll fly mm-hmm. down from for the winter mm-hmm. and spend you know, those six months. And then as just as sea, snowbird season's ending, we get the tourism from like spring break up until like late. August, September. Um, and then it just keeps switching back and forth. But it's so different how wildly opposite both groups are. The tourism is like party, loud, fast. And then the snowbirds are cranky, you know, slow. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so it's like hard for me to pick like which which evil do I want to live in more. But right. um, it is it, that it's interesting because coming from the hospitality world here, it is everybody talks about like, oh, we're in season now. And I don't think that's as big of a thing as it used to be because it always referenced like snowbird season. Like Mm -hmm. if it's season, it's like everybody's in town. And I like having worked in restaurants here now the past couple of years, I don't see that. Like I've found that summers and late springs here can be really busy because Mm -hmm. I feel again, like you said before, the, the, the age here is changing and the tourism is growing for young people, Mm -hmm. not for retirees. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see like, busy summers when i never would have ever thought like this place is hell on earth in the summer but yet (laughs) let me tell you i had july it's packed i had some really boring saturdays at the cody's roadhouse in the early uh, or late 2000 or whatever whatever that was like 10 years ago this is before it was cody's stand podcast by the way (laughs) every episode i find a way to bring it in somehow another place that's since close that i worked <laughs> that's crazy though i i've the snowbird season is terrifying to me though i mean well, it's great that they're here because it is like our biggest economic industry um right. but also that's like if we get into red tide then i start getting everyone starts coming at me like don't talk about it and i'm like well, oh. we're gonna invite people down here to swim in it like, yeah did you see the girl who went viral on i think it was tiktok who was like she is in the water and it's like a cute little vibey picture of her swimming. And then she reposted and it's like, oh, not me swimming in the red tide waters, not knowing I'm about to die. Oh, God. And St. Pete, like one of the St. Pete accounts commented on it. And I was like, hope you enjoyed your stay. Or something. <laughs> like completely called her out because it's like, 
Okay, we all know like the red tide is a problem. It's yeah. a massive problem. But you can't also spread misinformation about what yeah, it is. Like definitely. Oh, it's such a So that was something that came up recently and it was like it's so it's one of the the downsides of being in the space that I do is because when ignorance is bliss and when I find out some of these things, I'm like, that just ruined my day. Yeah. But apparently there's hotels that are encouraging their staff to when someone asks, like, hey, what's up with this red tide? They're either supposed to be, A, like, oh, that's just your allergies, or two, I don't know what no, you're talking about. stop. Like, just straight up what? gaslighting the customers. <gasps> and I'm like, well, if you do that, long term, people are going to stop coming here because they think they're allergic to our beaches and that they're just crazy. Or, right. or that it's filled with You'd dead fish all the time. You'd rather educate them on yeah. what it is and, okay, you know, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Also, like... It's our fault as humans. <laughs> <laughs> the, tourism, the tourism industry has the best leverage to actually stopping this because that's the industry bringing in all the money. If they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we have to put a stop to this, then we're going to have to do something. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with the whole red tide thing. And it's just like, it's frustrating because every time I research it or do a piece, everyone's like, well, it's naturally occurring. Oh, I'm no, like, it's yeah, not. But oh, no. we're pouring gas on a fire, essentially. <laughs> well, I... I don't want to turn this into a uh, environmentalist podcast, but <laughs> but on not on, similar to the red tide. Did you read about the the seaweed yes. blob that's the size of the United States that is coming towards us? Well, it's it's not going to affect us as much as the other coast, but it's the width of the United States. And they said that this seaweed blob is so bad because of all the nitrates and yeah. fertilizers and shit we're putting in the ocean. <clears throat> and <sighs> once it comes ashore. The, the seaweed will start to rot and create mm-hmm. the same problem that yeah. that does. Yeah. And it's going to be like three to five pe- feet pilings. Oh, my God. That's a wall yeah. of seaweed. Talk about killing your tourism. That'll kill a yeah. beach day in uh, 2.5 seconds. Can't even breathe out there, probably. Oh I saw this. God. So I was trying to figure out things to do with the seaweed. I was like, what if we just composted it? And apparently it just has arsenic in it. So oh it'll just poison the food and the fertilizer. So I was like, oh. what, what do you even do with so no, yeah. no seaweed. seaweed salad with my sushi. No, I don't one. think this is okay. that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. But to bring that full circle, that's why, you know, we're thankful for people like you who on whatever scale you can reach are trying to get the word out and hopefully we can help a little bit as well. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, just having me on here, allowing me to talk about seaweed. <laughs> like, no, anytime, seaweed and trash. Anytime. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for you. being here. Um, it was it was awesome, and uh, definitely a fluffy sand day for us. Fluffy sand <laughs> it feels like it. Yes. And we're, record, we're recording on a Friday, which makes it a little bit. Better. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>